www.worshipministrycatalyst.com Worship Ministry Catalyst is a networking resource for all worship leaders and worship team members, serving as a catalyst to facilitate worship in the local church. Clap. I got a loud clap. Yeah. Here do, we go. Do, do it. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Give me like just one, one Wait, clap. Wait, I still don't understand. Why are we clapping? What's the clap so all So when about? I get his audio file, when he sends me his voice from his audio file, he's recording it himself on his end. Oh. So there's an easy way for me to sync it up. <laughs> sure. All right. Rolling now. Well, hello, everyone. Hello. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Howdy. Welcome to another episode of Worship Ministry Catalyst Podcast. You, uh, you've come to the right place if you're looking for a couple of guys who don't really know anything about worship ministry. No. But, but, but we're doing it anyway. We, we know more than we'd let on. Do I we? mean, we're, what is this, episode 70 or... 60 Well, this is episode 67. 67. We're recording right now. Okay. We're we're getting to 70. So, we have 70 episodes of something that we know something about, <laughs> right? Well, but or 67. But the last, you know, however many were like what other people knew and we were just talking about. <laughs> Fair enough. So, but hey, we've got a we've got a special treat for y'all today. And yes, y'all. I said y'all. Yes. I've been uh, getting in touch with my Midwestern roots. Perfect. But uh, we've got a treat. We're, we're, on, we're on right now with Graham Cochran of RecordingRevolution.com. I hope I said your name right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, Graham, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Absolutely. Thanks for having me on, guys. Um, gosh, I, uh, I'm just a guy, <laughs> kind of like you, yeah. trying to figure out worship ministry. That's, that's my, my big passion. Uh, currently, I, I do lead worship at a church here in Tampa, Florida, Aletheia Church. Um, but I'm just a, a musician at heart. I mean, a lot of us doing the sort of recording thing, love music. That's usually what gets us into this. So I love music. I uh, love playing guitar and singing, songwriting and producing music. And that got me into recording. And now, um, I love to work with artists and I record bands and mix bands and, uh, produce music and I write a little website about how to do that better. And that's, uh, that's pretty much it right now. I'm, a husband and a father of a one-year-old daughter uh, and my beautiful wife, Shay. So I love my family. Yeah. And that's pretty much who I am. Well, um, we're all kind of in the same boat. We all have little kids running we do. around our houses then right now. I there have a three-year-old girl and a oh, five-month girl. 
And Congratulations, thank man. You. And David's wife is pregnant with a boy. Ah, that's right. You found out. You found out yesterday. It's yeah. a boy. Hey, oh, congrats! That's right. You said you had a you had your appointment. That's yeah. awesome, man. Did uh, uh I heard that Hannah, your oldest daughter, uh, was kind of hoping <laughs> she was kind of hoping for a girl. Yeah, it was really funny last night when we told her, you know, because well, we were over at the in-laws' house, Becky's parents, and so we pulled them aside before we told them what it was, and so we we told Hannah, Hannah's four, and our son Henry is two, so Hannah's only the only one that's really going to comprehend what we're telling her. Henry hasn't quite grasped the idea that there's going to be another sure another one running around. So we told her. You're going to have a baby brother. And her <laughs> face just sunk. I mean, disappointment. Yeah, the big pout oh, lip man. came out. I mean, Aww. she was honestly disappointed. But I, I think she's going to be all right. With yeah, it. she'll be cool. Yeah. That's so. awesome, man. So, yeah, we're all, we're all kind of. How old are you, if you don't mind me asking? Oh, yeah, I'm 27. Yeah, we're all like the exact same age. Yep. Cool. And you said you're, you're a worship leader? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, we're at a church called Alathea Church. It's a college church plant. Um, there's a few of them in Virginia, and I actually moved to Florida to help start uh, this one at the University of South Florida. So they start them on college campuses and wow. um, just a network of Bible-believing um, churches trying to equip college students and reach out to them. That's cool. great. So, so you're actually in South Florida right now, Graham? Uh, yeah, I'm in, in Tampa. Mm-hmm. Tampa Bay. Yes, sir. Are no. you a Buccaneers fan? Oh yes. Well, I'm trying to become one you're now. It's a, a rough year. It's a rough year to become a Bucks fan. Last it was, year. wasn't it? Uh, but hey, you know, got to got to be faithful. Uh, are you a Gators fan? Um. Well, you know, since we we minister at USF, I have to be a Bulls fan. Uh, okay. But you know, I can respect the Gators. I love Tim Tebow, and they're fun to watch. So. Uh, yeah, you yeah. gotta love Tebow. Well, we can finish this conversation then because uh. you're. <laughs> You're not a Gators fan. That's fine with me. Okay. Yeah, D- David kind of has. Um, he yeah. Long story. He's he's not terribly fond of the Gators. No, I'm a I'm a huge Ohio State Buckeyes fan. Yeah. So, so ever since they, uh, you know, them beating beating the Ohio State kind of made it a little sour. Yeah, it kind of hurts. So, but as long as you're not a, like a, a thoroughbred Gators fan, we'll be all right. No, I'm an import, <laughs> so it doesn't matter. <laughs> we can continue. So uh, you ser- you told us a little bit about your website, and I've been have been following your website for a little while now. Um, yeah, you do some great stuff. I th- you know, especially for oh, anyone so wanting to get into recording with Pro Tools and kind of you know getting their feet wet. I you know just all the tutorials. You know, tell us a little bit about your uh, your video tutorials that you do, and and sure. some of the ones that you have up there on the site. Yeah. Um, well, I love personally. Uh, learning from video tutorials. They're very helpful, right? So um, I, I figured early on, if I'm going to be writing uh, articles all the time, I want to do video as part of that. And some things are really easy, easier to show um, when you can do screen capture and I can kind of show you what I'm doing in the software. So uh, we've done anything from um, showing how to uh, do editing techniques or tricks or how to do some mixing things where you, I can show you what I'm doing, what plugins I'm using, and then you can hear uh, kind of how it affects it, uh, whether you like that or not. You can at least hear what I'm doing. Um, and then I'll do some other videos, some video reviews of products or at times or try to show some video of me maybe miking a drum set, um, how to approach, things like that. So they're all up on YouTube. There's a YouTube channel, just uh, YouTube slash Recording Revolution. But I try to do at least one a week if I get around to it. Yeah, that's cool. I, I I really liked the one you were where you were showing mixing drums and some of the plugins you used and 
Right. Yeah. Uh, it just it was really cool to see to hear the sound of you know just the dry the dried uh, channels and then then all the plugins and stuff you added to it to make it actually sound like they're in a real room, not just you know whatever mm-hmm. they. It, and it, I mean, it was a noticeable difference. It was really cool. Really cool to follow you along with that. So very cool. Yeah. But um, uh, what I got the idea from uh, uh from talking to Graham was we've just wrapped up not a, not not actually we haven't actually wrapped it up yet but uh, Kevin and I are going to wrap up the God Songs podcast yes. today after we after we talk with Graham right <laughs> but we're, we're preemptively interviewing him yeah. right but um but I thought it would be great to do an episode or two talking with somebody who knows what they're doing about how to take the songs that we're writing and and get a you know go from recording just a demo version and then and then going all the way and you know the hard work of recording as as professional a version as we could and actually you know just looking at your site today Graham and and that link on there of that band uh, that recorded their album in in their garage and and then you played you, you had the oh, YouTube yeah. video on there I can't mm-hmm. they across crossfade that was the band so um you know and listening to that to that recording that they did in their their garage i was like hey it 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 could be possible for us to get a good quality recording in (laughs) in my garage you know so yes exactly so um maybe you could maybe you could walk us through from from the first step of of going from you have a song written to getting a good demo what what would be the steps kind of involved in that process sure um, well, it starts with a good song. You're right. <laughs> uh, the, the best way to get a good recording is to have a good song. So however you write songs, um, it's hard to know when a song is done. But fortunately, since recording is such a fluid process these days, um, personally, I, I don't feel like you have to have a song maybe 100% perfect in the writing phase before you can start moving into the demo phase. You know, Don't be afraid to to start demoing because a lot of times personally I'll, I'll change things and actually improve the song when I'm hearing it back as I'm demoing it. So, um, you know, you start basically with, you need to have something to record. You need to have some basic recording rig and gosh, it's, I've started with just a tape deck in my dad's stereo when I was in high school and putting a microphone in a room, you know, a radio mm-hmm. shack mic and just playing with your amp and singing. So yeah. it could start with something as simple as that. Um, what I like to talk about a lot on the recording revolution is how affordable a very high quality computer recording rig is, as you've seen. So I, I like Pro Tools a lot, but really there's a bunch of different software choices that are really, really cheap these days. And with a basic audio interface, a little box to get your microphones and your guitars plugged into into your computer, and one microphone, you can do a lot. So you do need to have a little bit of something to work with. Um, nothing that a couple hundred dollars can't fix, you know, so it's a good goal to get if you're really serious about your music is save up a few hundred dollars. I think I've a post on there. There's a $300 studio. You can do a complete studio for 300 bucks, which is amazing. Um, but when it comes to demoing, the thing is you just want to make sure you've got the right tempo and you just you're getting the feel down. I, I don't really spend a whole lot of time worrying too much about tone, or um, I'll just sit with a guitar a lot of times since I write with a guitar. So maybe it's just an acoustic, and I put a, a mic up in front of it, and I just create a new session, and I get a click track, and I try to find the right tempo, 
Um, just I love to record to a click track because you never know if you want to use that recording later with something that's recorded to a click. Mm. Um, plus, it keeps you in time. But all I do is just record, man. I just try to lay it down and then maybe punch in and rearrange if there's a verse that needs to be changed. And I'll lay down some vocals. Um, but try, I try not to spend a whole lot of time. I just want to capture the idea the way I'm hearing it in my head and with that raw energy. Um, and there's no wrong or right. There's no rules when it comes to the demo. So that could be all a demo is. Or you could go further and start layering drums, uh, some programmed drums or some loops, maybe even a little bass, maybe a little key pattern. If the song, you know, you need to show how it's going to change from section to section, you could get really complex with your demo, um, but still do it quickly. Um, so there's really, it's just depending on what you what you want to do, just get it recorded and, and move on. Yeah, uh, you said a couple of important things in there. I, I, I think are worth you know talking about again. Is one is a click track. I can't tell you yes. how many times. Tempo, I've, <laughs> please. I've uh, I've recorded something without a click track, and then all of a sudden you know I come up with words for it, and I want to go back and just record record myself singing over it, and it's impossible because mm-hmm. I played it without a click track, and there's just no way I'm going to be able to sing it. So I have to I have to end up starting all over with the. Whatever I play. Well, and, and also, Graham, you said something interesting. Uh, um, you know, I think really a good reason for the click track. I, I mean, it keeps you honest. It just it, it helps keep you in check. It. Uh, I, I mean, I, I'm getting to I'm getting to the point now at at my church, Laurelwood, where I'm I'm making our drummers start playing with a click track because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'm I'm so tired of them just fluctuating the tempo up and sure. down in the songs and. You know, I mean, even though they're they're good drummers, you know, I think even the best drummers need just something to keep them honest. Sure. Yeah, we've been using a metronome in our worship services. I think we started about a year ago or so. And at first, you know, we went through like a three-month process of of everyone being mad at me. (laughs) Yes, hating it. (laughs) Why are we doing this so hard? But, you know, after that, you know, we got through our first big season like Christmas and everything, you know, we back, went back and listened to the recordings from our from our live services, and and it was a lot tighter than the stuff yes. we were doing three months before that. So, just kind of brings everybody in on the same page, and yeah, absolutely. So, and uh, no, I agree. And I was just going to say that when it comes to actually recording, and I guess we're going to get into that in just a minute. You, you're going to want to use a click track for a lot of reasons, um, and so you might as well get used to using one in the demo phase. You know, if, if for nothing else, right. but to practice right well you know for me is i've gotten so used to it now it's it's almost it's almost second nature you know you just through yeah. doing it through rehearsal so many times you just kind of get used to it and then it's it's just there and you're okay with it and then you just become accustomed to it and then when it's not there you kind of freak out a little bit like, <laughs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> how am i going to stay in time i don't have anything to <laughs> in time but it but it does improve that that aspect too of your playing you know yes when uh when we have had to go, you know, if we get off the click track or off the metronome in our worship service, I have to stop it in the middle of the song. We stay a lot closer to the tempo than we did a year ago. Yeah. You know, uh, used to, we would, when we, we would just, you know, take off towards the end of the song, add 10 or 12 clicks to the, to the, to the tempo by the end mm-hmm. of the song. But now we're, I think we stay a lot closer. So. Yeah. Um, the other thing you, you had mentioned was, was quick. Um, and you, it doesn't seem like a big deal, but I think it's important when you're when you're writing and when when you're developing a song to not get bogged down in the details yet of recording the song. 
because you you want right. you want the song to be what you're focused on, not recording the little stuff. So, so, uh, and that yeah, comes exactly. that comes with uh, familiarity, I guess, with with your software, whatever you're doing to record. But well, sure, and, and oh, go ahead, Kevin. Uh, as I say, this really hits on you know the book we've been going through, Paul Balash, uh, God songs, and one of the first episodes we recorded, chapter two or chapter three. Remember, Paul talked about you know this idea of of the greenhouse, putting your songs in a greenhouse, and and uh, not not being so not being so set on having your song uh, a certain way right away, hmm. but you know you do your song, you you write it, you record a demo. You let it sit. You come back to it. You tweak it, and and so I, I think you know I like Graham what you're saying about just you know get it out there, record it, find different ideas, come back to it, re-record it, find new ways of doing it, you know. But don't don't be locked into that one thing. Absolutely. Before we get uh, before we get carried away, I know um, I want to I wanted to talk just a little bit about the details of our of our setup right now for this podcast because I know I've been listening to podcasts and want to know what's going on but um graham's in florida and we're we're in washington so we're like as far away as we can possibly <laughs> get within the united states excluding alaska and hawaii but, but through the power of technology that's right but <laughs> yeah. you know we're using skype to record this conversation and um i think you know graham's voice coming through skype sounds phenomenal so um, crystal clear. Why don't you? <laughs> and we're not endorsed by Skype, by the way. We're not <laughs> getting any money for this. Right. But um, uh, Graham, you and I were talking before we started recording about the microphone you're using. It could be as simple as somebody wanting to get started getting a microphone like you're using. Sure. And using a free software. So, uh, what is that mic you're using? Yeah, absolutely. This is a a, a USB microphone um, from a company called Editors Keys. That's uh, an English company. Uh, nice. Guy over there, Mark Brown, started this great company. But they 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 make a lot of products for um, editing software and keyboards and things like that. But they also make um, some microphones and some other studio gear. And so they have a whole bunch of stuff that really is helpful for podcasters. One of which is their um, SL150 mic, uh, and it's just a standard studio condenser microphone that you would find in like a real recording studio but the technology is just usb so this is plugged just right into my mac and uh, you could have GarageBand or something free uh, like reaper or something that's really cheap and you don't even need an audio interface you're just recording right away wow so it's it's not you know when, when people think about recording their music or when worship pastors are thinking about you know well it would be really helpful if i could record this arrangement of this hymn to give my band the idea of what I'm thinking. That's mm-hmm. not this huge thing that's like way out there, you know, light years ahead of where people might be technologically speaking. It's it's really as simple as, you know, you know, when we all first used Word for the first time or, or whatever <laughs> whatever program right. we had Whoa. to figure out stuff, you know. Sure. Word. No, you're absolutely right. I um I would say if there's any, you know, worship pastors or um band leaders or people in that position listening right now is that um i wrote a post on the recording revolution called the complete um starter studio for like 300 dollars, and um and what that includes is everything from software to microphone to it interface you could plug in guitars and bass um to headphones to a mic stand to mic cable i mean everything that you need um to do a lot of recording 
Uh, $300 it will get you there. And so what I would say is if you have a church budget and you don't have any kind of recording equipment whatsoever and you're writing or arranging for your worship band, talk to your, your church leadership and, and beg them to, to find $300 or so in the budget to, to invest in that. And if they, if they can't or if they won't, then uh, you know, make it a savings goal for yourself because, like you said, uh, David, I, recording gear is the best thing for teaching songs. It's great for arrangements and then saying, hey, here's an MP3 of uh, the way I want to do this hymn or this song. And your band can go, oh, great. I can learn the song from here, you know? Yeah, I can't tell you how much I use recording stuff. I mean, if I didn't know recording, uh, we'd be we'd be way behind. I mean, I use anytime our choir is going to sing, I I do a practice recording for each part of, of the song we're going to sing. And, uh, you know, I send out an MP3 using Planning Center. Oh, or, yeah. you know, if I if we're doing an arrangement of a song that that's different from normal, I'll just record a rough, a rough arrangement of it and, and throw that up on planning center or something like that, you know, so it, it saves a ton of time or even, you know, we've recorded loops or, you know, you can talk over your recording because you have multi-track recording through GarageBand. Mm-hmm. So I can say on the recording of, of the uh, rough arrangement, okay, drums will come in here, bass will there come in go. here keys will do a little high tinkly thing here and you know acoustics going to be digging down hard in the low part you know something i can just give all these notes along the way and it's a lot easier great than, idea than having to to tell each one you know as as we go and then they just get used to it and then they know what they're doing so um i know i'm talking a lot but i love recording stuff so <laughs> that's great um, that's good i'm kind of geeking out right now <laughs> what it a nerd <laughs> such a nerd david but um, how how often do you lead worship at? Are you every weekend there? Yeah, I'm I'm every week. Uh, we we've got one band right now, um, so we're the same guys every week. And we're a new church plant, so a little less than a year. So at this point, we're training new new musicians and trying to duplicate ourselves. That's cool. How's that going? It's going great. I mean, God's already bringing guys who can. Uh, we got a new guy uh, just in the last few weeks who can play guitar and keys, so he can really fill in in two different areas and he's also a singer so really um down the road he can really do a lot yeah so we're, we're working on it that's cool that sounds and how how big is your church now with gosh it's about it's about 70 people right now so we uh yeah we meet right on and campus and, and again, you're majorly, mainly college college age students exactly yeah Got it's it. it's it's focused on college students it's open to anybody we have some sure. families uh um, some of our families, obviously, who came down to start it, but met a few families in the area. But it's mostly the eighteen to twenty-five year olds, you know. Yep. Well, that's yeah. That's a tough. That's a tough crowd there, you know. Especially if you're trying <laughs> to gain any kind of momentum. There, uh, you, yeah. You Pretty transitory. Momentum, yeah. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, everyone goes home for the summer. It's so. nomadic. <laughs> that's that's where we're it's at right now. It's a nomadic church. That's cool. That's what we do. Well, it's a lot like youth ministry or student ministry yeah. where yeah. you're, you know, you work with a group of people and four years later they're gone, you know, so. Mm-hmm. But so, it's exciting. You're getting yeah. to work with people that are um, in transition and are ready. They're trying to build their lives and figure things out and they're not set in their ways. You know, they're open to learn new things and try crazy things for God. Yeah. So um, <laughs> that's it's a really cool. cool, cool experience. Yeah, that's fun. So uh, I think we're going to wrap it right there for this episode. And then uh, we'll come back and get the demo to uh, complete, you know, finished. Demo to completion. Yeah. And in 20 minutes. So Sounds good. 
If you uh, if you're out there thinking that it's not possible, we're gonna tell you in 20 minutes exactly how possible. Well, it we're is. gonna blow your mind. It's like it's like watching a, a home improvement show on TV. You know, we're gonna we're gonna take uh, a, a year long process and we're gonna boil it down to 20 minutes. Extreme makeover home. No, no pressure. <laughs> yeah. Come on, it's gonna be great. So, <laughs> so hey, uh, that's this episode of Worship Ministry Catalyst. And uh, you can get in touch with us online, www.worshipministrycatalyst.com. You can send me an email to david at worshipministrycatalyst.com or kevin at worshipministrycatalyst.com. And you can join our social network, worshipministrycatalyst.com. You should do the, uh, say www again. That was the fastest www.worshipministrycatalyst.com. And also we're working on a directory of worship leaders in America, Canada, I have UK listed on there, Australia, Sweet. and if, if your country or your your part of the country isn't listed, I have all the states listed, but maybe there's a more specific breakdown. What about you need. Nigeria, man? I don't have them on there. What about Zimbabwe? But if, but if that if you want us to put it on there, send me an email and I'll put it. I'll put your category in there. But hey, the idea is to to get as many worship leaders from around the world to to get uh, their info on here and then you can go and look for your specific section and then you can see a list of worship leaders that are in your area so we could go to southwest washington and find a list of worship leaders in southwest washington we know who to call who to who to connect with and support and stuff like that so so yeah there you go that's another episode in can we'll talk to you again soon bye